0: Now. It's the after show. Theme music plays here. The after Da-ba-da-ba-da. show. You're still here. It's the after show. All right. There you go. Uh, it's me, Nate Murray from Indiegogo, here with uh, Daryl Andrews of uh, most publishers at this point. I'm trying. The, I'm trying. End of the board game hotness.
1: Sagrada, what? Yeah, I'm representing Floodgate right now because Sagrada uh, Cigrat- is rocking number three. Very thankful wow. for that. They need to send you a hat. It's true. We're working on it. We're working <laughs> does, on it.
0: How does that feel? That's that's something I'll never experience. Um uh, Oh, well, yeah, whatever. Uh, how, that, but seriously, like, you've been number two, number three for days now. Like, uh, Instagram is on fire with Sagrada. Like, this is Tom, Tom Vassell. Called it an SDJ potential nominee. (laughs) Like you've been grinding hard. I know your work ethic. So how does it feel to have a game like this? Like how does tell us about this moment? We all work for
1: this. Yeah, I mean it's pretty awesome. I will I will confess the the coolest the coolest was like that it also converged during like gathering. So it was a really neat moment, kind of bridging it back to our topic. Where I was like, I was holding my breath, hoping it could make it in time, because a there was a bunch of people posting saying, "Hey, I'm going and I want to bring my my copy, my Kickstarter copy," and a part of me is like, "Yeah, I hope so too. I want to I want to bring my Kickstarter copy," um, and uh, it just it it was funny. Half the people that showed up said they, you know, I got my copy before I left, and then the other half were like, "Oh man, my copy is going to be on my porch, and I hope it's okay." and and I was like, that very first day, I'm like, oh boy, like this could go either way. Like people could be grumpy that you know they're copy sitting at home, or they could just try it out, and have fun, and hopefully, it, you know, it, it goes positive. I've never, I've never seen my game constantly getting picked up and like it kind of like virally spreading, and that was really fun to see. Like early on, I joked like there were a couple people that were really excited. And I knew they were excited, so they were like, oh, I'm teaching it to everyone. And I'm like, I will pay you. I will pay you whatever you want. Like, just keep teaching people. And then um, and then it became like there were two copies, and they were just never on the shelf. And nice. that was so exciting to be like, people were like, oh, where's the game? And I'd point to the shelf, and then I'd be like, oh, it's not there. Um, they're out right now. And that became nice. my answer all 10 days was That's they're funny. out right now. So, yeah, that was yeah. It didn't get old. It did not get old. Every time I'm like, or people will be like, "You gotta teach me your game," and I'm like, "Yep, yep." Like <laughs> I, I taught that game so many times. Like I got that on lock. <laughs> nice,
0: nice. So, uh, did you play with anybody memorable? Any, uh, any, any moments where you played with one of your ex heroes or still current heroes?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was super yeah. fun to. It was super fun to teach, uh, teach certain people or see, like you know people that i really respect uh playing it anything from just close friends that are like hey that was that was pretty good <laughs> Where i'm like i won't take that as an insult um uh, <laughs> like you're surprised but um there was uh probably for me the highlights were seeing uh people like like rob davio who i'm you know, a, a big fan of, and I'm actually getting to do some development work and playtesting of his game, and it was nice. cool for him to be like, you know, good job. Uh, same with like Eric Ling, who's someone that you know he's he's definitely invested in me in a lot, so it was kind of felt good for him to be like, good job. And he he actually he played two of my games and liked them both, and so that was just like the the bigger compliment he gave me which was really exciting and this would be a game that you you know about but we had outpost there oh
0: cool nice and so we
1: we ran just a few a few plays of that that's a co design John Gilmore and I have and eric said like yeah i wouldn't change anything this is great whoever the graphics layout person that person should be hired and never let go which i was like wow that's that's great praise and uh, Sam
0: Barlin, shout out to Sam Barlin, shout yeah, out,
1: shout name. out, and um, then he also um said that uh it was his favorite John Gilmore game. Whoa, yeah, so I i joked that Eric, like, well, then maybe John needs to do more games with me because there's a common denominator there. That's it. Uh, yeah, and, and can you get that full quote for the back of the box? Right, exactly. <laughs> There's no more. There's no more pull quotes from Eric Lang except for CMON Games. I bet. Yeah, I
0: bet. Yeah, that is an interesting thing that happened there. Yeah.
1: But yeah, no, there was there was a that was that was a cool moment just to see some games going down. Uh, it was fun because yeah, I had a few IDW games, games either that I was involved with or other ones that I'm helping develop and play tests. So it was fun to watch yep. those getting played. It was fun. I had uh, a few other games. Fabio was there, so he was was playing fantasy, fantasy football with people. So that was really exciting to see people enjoying that. We had um, uh, actually Mercury Games has an upcoming game of mine called Shopping Time. So that was... Yeah,
0: that's kind of like an app or something, right? Yeah.
1: So it uses an app. It's really neat, really well done. Uh, The designer of the app is actually a Canadian game designer, Eric Raoult. And, uh, so he made this wonderful app for the game where you're, you're basically shopping through time. So there's items, uh, that are set at different years. Like you might buy, um, baseball cleats from 1940, or you might buy like, uh, a, a, a T-bone steak from 1965 or just like different items for, for throughout time that you would might get at like a grocery store or like a Walmart or something like that and you're collecting the items and then there's different game modes so you could either play like closest to a certain price without going over you could play bullseye where you're trying to guess the price of a bundle of grocery items or you could play um guess the item between two two items so two items are selected and you're trying to, to get in between and you can play multiple rounds and the app will keep track of all your scores nice. um and it you don't learn the actual item prices because they're always in these bundles. So every time the permutations of all the different items, they scan them all together and just give you the grand total. So um, you can't learn um, the actual specifics. You just learn, like, if you are in between or if you are close. <laughs> so it's nice, and, and it sets up that you can actually put your phone on the on the box lid and scan your things through like you're going through a shopping mall. And it just, just the, bring it all up. that's
0: awesome. The uh, the licensing fire in my brain lights off right away when I hear something like this and I think like price is right, you gotta exactly. have that license. Yeah. Or um, what was it, supermarket sweep? Supermarket uh, sweet if, if you're familiar that was- with that because that was king, a dream. king of the terrible license idea. King of the eight people will like this license
1: idea. Supermarket Spree right was was totally the inspiration for that game. And actually nice. there's, there there's actually an act of rules and a lazy rules. The rule book really is just, I think, gonna be the lazy rules. But the original design was that you would run around. At the time I just had a card, but ideally I was hoping for a little shopping cart. Like a little, you know, those little ones that like people like hold their cell phones in or something. And you had to yep. run around the table pushing your little shopping cart <laughs> and then put the card in the shopping cart and keep running around the table. And if people got in your way, you had to, like, reach around them and then like, go back and race. And you're racing to the different aisles, and the decks of cards were, like, at the corners of the table. That's hilarious. Now the lazy version is you just search through the deck, pick a card, pass it to your left. Yeah. That, so, that sounds Okay still a little more practical maybe but it was the funniest thing to watch people run around the table um so i'll probably house rule that and buy myself some mini shopping carts and do nice. that at conventions or something like that so <laughs> that's awesome
0: did uh did we miss any stories from the gathering while during we had so many people on did we miss anything that, that was interesting that people might yeah hear about? i mean
1: it, it, there's a few things that, that have changed over the years. There used to be a lot more events, but now that people are getting to know each other, the events don't seem as necessary. They were basically an excuse to force people to mix. Um, yeah. So there are a lot of tournaments and a lot of organized play with prizes. Now they just throw them on the prize table and just give them all away. Um, so there's, as Gil was mentioning, basically there's only a few of them. I always participate in Liar's Dice and can't stop because those nice. are just wonderful games right. uh, that never get old. Um, I I crushed in my first game this year of Can't Stop, um, which may have made me a little cocky because I got beat in the second round without having uh, a, a pylon on the board. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> so that that was Humble Pie in the second round. Uh, and then Liar's Dice, I ended up uh, getting talked into playing another game, and so I missed my my second game. Because I was just too tempted to play a game of Valletta, oh, that's another game that I forgot to mention a new game from Hans and Gluck slash z man um and it's from Stefan Dora takes about forty five minutes to play very pleasurable, nothing really brand new, but it's just kind of like um a new twist on deck building nice, okay, so it's always good I, I It's almost not deck building it's more like hand management I'd like to say, but maybe because I don't like deck builders. Uh yeah. I have a
0: I've been playing nonstop online with the Bamboozle Bros uh Star Realms.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah. I
0: have I have ongoing games with both of them for the last week, uh just back and forth nonstop. So pretty funny. It's wasted a lot of hours.
1: Yeah, Sen I didn't know Jay was addicted, but I know Sen has some problems there. Uh where he plays yeah. a lot. Uh um, yeah, it's pretty bad. I didn't mention my my problem that I had this year at the, at the other, there's two major problems for me. One was I did drive this year, so mm. I did have space in my car. So when I went around the market, I couldn't tell myself I didn't have space. Oh no. So I bought 20, 25 games. And, <laughs> and to be honest, I, I just, I, I had told myself, I pulled my ones and fives out of my wallet, put them in my pocket, and I said, don't go into the wallet, Daryl. And then there was just way too many good deals, and especially when you are around, you've gone around like 10 laps, and there's still the game sitting there, and you go, look, maybe you're willing to lower your price, but to be honest, I just want that game for the meeples or for the wooden pieces, because I'm just going to pillage that for prototype bits. Then yeah. most people, most people just sold them to me for like next to nothing. I think my average price was four dollars per game, which is highway wow. robbery. Jesus. Because these games are phenomenal, and I'm sorry, I don't even want to name them because I don't want people to think that I'm insulting their games. But they have good bits, and I'm going to steal them for their bits. Uh, I did sure. grab, I grabbed a few small games that obviously I'll just keep as is. Um, but the bigger games with cool wooden bits, they will be pillaged. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then the other thing that I I did, which was a a huge mistake, and I do it every year, and it's like every con, I stayed up way too late. Um, The thing with most cons is you go four days in a row, and your body tells you to stop, and the con's over anyways. The problem with a 10-day con is, Is your body tells you to stop and you keep going so yeah uh, I went I believe eight days in a row of 4 a.m. or later
0: Wow Wow that's crazy
1: yeah that was a bad when I got home I feel like I slept for two days straight Wow
0: yeah lots, lots of connecting and
1: gaming so oh I just lost my my co-host. Where'd he go? I so think he hit the hang-up button. Let's see if he comes back. I'll keep talking to fill the air. And let's see uh, a where t- he went.
0: T- there he
1: is. He <laughs> worked. Um, I
0: can't believe that show's 10 days long. That's That's insane to me. I could not do it.
1: It's a marathon. Yeah. It's really a marathon. The Toronto trip... Partially, it was invented to break up the week, but then this year, uh, Ben, the owner of Snakes, asked for it to be later just because of scheduling and because he donates the space um, and, and helps uh, cover the cost of the bus significantly because uh, he's incredibly generous, Um I just go with the generosity. So he said Friday. I said, yes, sir. Uh, So, but the nice thing of that trip was just as an excuse to get out of there for a bit.
0: Yeah, nice. And did the Jays win?
1: The Jays, unfortunately, did not win. And I think the Jays are now cursed because I think they've won three games out of 14.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, How are your Raptors doing in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, the the Raps are our hope right now. And the Leafs, shockingly. The, the young kids are playing playing well so overall yes. it's a good time to be a sports fan
0: yes yes it is all right well all right i think we've covered the gathering pretty well
1: I yeah think i think we some,
0: some hot hot heat games um, sounds like a thing i hope everybody took away some some positive stuff and feels a little better after hearing this yeah that would be it's
1: my, a, goal. my my hope is like we wrapped up on the last show take some tips from it and create a time and a space <laughs> That is your gathering of friends there's a lot of like just neat things that they've developed and grown over the years and and you too could adapt and use some of those strategies anything like trying to think uh, of ways to highlight and be inclusive of your new guests ways to celebrate creativity and generosity Ways to have people bond and have fun ways to celebrate the the people that were there from the beginning. There's a lot of uh, Instinctual things that people could build into cons or gatherings or hangouts if that's just you know gaming at your cottage or um, If that's a road trip or you name it. I I think I think there's a lot of creative opportunities for people to create kind of these third spaces uh, beyond You know your traditional game night and beyond the big con what's that third space where you can really have some meaningful game and friendship time
0: yeah I agree and and, you know that red badge thing is so great treat treat new gamers nicely like that's a good message treat new Mm -hmm. invitees nicely it's like I do a lot of different activities where only experts are treated well and it's so frustrating because that's inverting how the model should be you know, if I'm if I'm already an expert, leave me yeah. to my devices and we can chat lightly, but let's go, both go find someone who's not and mm-hmm. focus on our time on them. Let's spend time on that instead of in this elitist club. And so I I think that's the message. So go create a club, treat treat new people well. You know, that that's it. So there you go. Meeple cert, man.
1: Closing yeah. music. Uh, wow. This was a show uh, in the uh, after uh, show and
0: the show. All right. Uh,